Welcome to the Joy of Cruising podcast with your host, award-winning author, Paul C. Thornton, a weekly conversation with the amazing cruisers featured in the Joy of Cruising trilogy, comprised of the Joy of Cruising, Cruising Interrupted, and new release, The Joy of Cruising Again. Each book is a compilation of features about cruisers and cruise and travel personalities from around the world. It's the next best thing to cruising, hearing about cruising from the unique and diverse perspectives of Paul's amazing guests. Hello, passionate cruisers. This is Paul. And this is Cheryl. Well, this week on the Joy of Cruising podcast, we want to briefly share our reflections about our most recent cruise. Uh, this one was short. It was an R&B music cruise to the Bahamas on the Norwegian Pearl. The cruise starred R&B superstar Maxwell and was called the Urban Hang Suite Cruise. Urban Hang Suite is the name of Maxwell's iconic first album. This was not part of a series of cruises. It was the first Maxwell Urban Hang Suite Cruise, but I am confident it will not be the last. We'll talk about that shortly. First, the cruise and cruise ship. NCL Pearl embarked out of Miami for a four-day cruise stopping at Great Stirrup Key, its private island, and then Nassau. First, some general kind of random thoughts about the ship. We didn't have an opportunity to explore it thoroughly, given the length of the cruise and, of course, the scheduled performances. It was said that the ship was sold out, but it really never felt crowded to me. This was our second cruise on NCL in the past nine months. We sailed NCL Pearl's smaller, older sister, NCL Spirit, for our Hawaii to Alaska cruise last May. If you've been on the refurbished Spirit, there were a lot of similarities to Pearl and one glaring difference. Based on these two recent examples, to us, NCL has an incredibly user-friendly mustard drill. Our room was fine. A highlight was that the shower was a rectangular shape versus corner shape, which made it roomier. A room low light, kind of a nitpick, but similar to what we pointed out about the NCL Spirit, was the TV was tiny. It did have a nice selection of channels, though. The internet was mediocre throughout the cruise. We each had our own plan, so we weren't tied to one device like we were on MSC. And that was fine for me, but Paul brings three devices every cruise, and he was quite vocal about it. Service was excellent throughout. Uh, Any thoughts about the ship in general, Cheryl, before we talk about food? Overall, I thought it was a nice ship. You know, the, the decor and everything was nice. We got a good sampling of food on NCL Pearl in only four days, probably because it was very available. Are you listening, MSC? In a recent podcast reflecting on our Christmas cruise, I slammed MSC for having no complimentary food options other than the buffet and main dining room. We'll start with specialty dining. For listeners considering the Pearl, Let me list them, starting with ones we did not get to try on the cruise. La Bristo is a French restaurant and was excellent when we tried it on the NCL Spirit. 
By the way, they serve escargot, which is disappearing from the main dining room menus. La Cucina, which was Italian. On the Vascarpetta was the Italian specialty on spirit. Sushi and teppanyaki, which we tried on spirit. On either ship, and presumably on all NCL ships, try the wasabi cocktail. You'll likely ask for another. Cagney's is NCL's steakhouse, and as we did on the spirit, we ate there on Pearl. However, we ordered entirely from the seafood side of the menu. I had lobster bisque, oysters Rockefeller, and fisherman's platter because I knew that the following night we were going to overdose on red meat. Next, we ate at Moderna Churrasco, a Brazilian steakhouse. I started with the Caipirinha, Brazil's national cocktail, and then after visiting a premium salad bar, gaucho chefs would come around to your table and slice and serve various fire-grilled meats. I loved it. Years ago, we visited a chain in Philly called Fogo de Chao, and it was the same concept. Do you have any thoughts on Moderna, Cheryl? Just that it had a variety of very tasty meats. Complimentary food was plentiful, very good, and always available. The buffet was very good, and that's the glaring difference I alluded to earlier versus NCL Spirit, whose buffet I gave very low marks. Hard to believe it was the same cruise line. We ate breakfast, some lunches, and a couple of dinners in the main dining room. As was the case with the NCL Spirit, we found the Pearl to be very good, better than most. We really enjoyed the 24-hour casual area at Oshinan's. We had breakfast and lunches there. And then each night after the shows, they had a buffet of wings, nachos, hamburgers, and hot dogs, similar to other theme cruises we've been on. For those of you considering the Pearl, another complimentary venue that we did not try is called Lotus Garden. It serves fried rice, noodles, and other Asian favorites. While we didn't try it on the Pearl, we did try the version on NCL Spirit, and it was very good. Overall, food was very good. One related nitpick, we are not fans of NCL's water in cartons. And I agree with Paul 100%. I do not like water in cartons. Next, about the itinerary. Now, on a four-day music cruise to the Bahamas, the itinerary almost falls into who cares category. And I suspect cruisers cared more about whether or not the Super Bowl was going to be aired than where we were stopping. Our first stop was at the Great Stirrup Key, NCL's private island. It was very nice. We didn't go into the water that, as it was not that hot, although others did. Um, they provided buffet of picnic-type food and assorted desserts. There were several bars, a DJ, and some games like cornhole being played. And we played ping pong. And can you believe I got Paul to get on the adult swings with me? Then we went to Nassau. Yes, we've been there many times. 
was there for our Christmas cruise. But I am not one of those people who, who say, stay on the ship, which I think is particularly a disservice to new cruisers. The new pier area at Nassau has been very nicely redone, as I mentioned when we reviewed the, the Christmas cruise. Unlike a month and a half ago, the pier was dead, so much so that I asked the security officer if this was some kind of holiday. He told me no, that it was just a Monday after the Super Bowl, and Pearl was the only ship in port that day, adding that there will be five ships there on the following day. Experienced cruisers, get off the ship, at least to see what they've done with the port, and new cruisers, Get out and see what Nassau has to offer. Take a ship excursion. So now let's talk about the show itself. Maxwell is a global superstar who takes his time releasing new music. The cruise was called the Maxwell Urban Hang Suite Cruise, which is named after his first album, which was released almost 30 years ago. Indicative of the staying power of his brand and his fans are every bit as fervent. As mentioned, other headliners were Lettucey, Robert Glasper, Sabrina Claudio, Leela James, Music Soul Child, and Galat. We were a little taken aback when we received the schedule and saw that besides Maxwell, all the artists would be performing once. On the other themes cruises we had been on, the headliners performed one show for half the passengers and then a second show for the other half. The shows were held on the pool deck, which opened to a second deck above. Some passengers watched the concerts while in the hot tubs. However, it was a chill in the air and I was cold. So um, when, the ship, when the ship was moving, I had to put my coat on. No pool for me. The chairs were first come and first served. For the first two nights of the shows, Paul and I sat. Then people started saving seats with towels in the afternoons for shows that began that evening. So the concerts began staying became standing room only for us. Hey, Han, other than the seating, or lack thereof, what did you think about the concerts being held outside? Well, you know, I like to sit down and listen and enjoy my concert, but it was nice. It was a different change of venue. And like I stated before, it was a little chilly at night when the ship was moving, but other than that, it was nice. The first performer was Sabrina Claudio, an R&B artist whose music I described using one word, sensual. Sabrina described herself as a Cuban-Puerto Rican from Miami and now living in L.A. She is quite petite and wore a barely there black dress. I point that out because it was quite windy. Though she did not seem to be struggling too much with the weather, at times it seemed she would fly away. And she did mention the windiness. I was a little surprised she opened up, given that her music catalog is mostly sexy ballads, but the crowd seemed quite appreciative of her. 
She performed my favorite Sabrina Claudio song, and if you are not familiar with her, it is a great song to introduce yourself to her. The breathy, powerful, unravel me. Up next on opening night of the cruise was the Grammy-winning star, Maxwell, performing the first of his two shows. Maxwell has a huge afro, and it would figure greatly in his over one-hour performance. As alluded to when discussing Sabrina Claudio, it was quite windy, and the wind had picked up considerably when Maxwell came on a couple of hours later. So that explains a couple of the wild shots of Maxwell's hair in the promos that I have posted for the podcast. He was prepared for the weather with a long blue or black cloak, or, or was it a robe? I say that because I saw a red Maxwell branded robe in the gift shop, and I thought at first that would be fitting for my upcoming Virgin Voyages cruise. However, considering Maxwell hoodies were going for $100 and t-shirts 75 I passed without checking the price. Maxwell welcomed us to the Caribbean, noting that he was Haitian. Maxwell's show was great, as always. We had seen him here in Charlotte about a year ago and several times before that. To get a feel for his music, think neo-soul, if you are into genres, uh, for an individual comparison, think of modern-day Marvin Gaye. Maxwell sang most of his hits. If you want to sample his music, his two most recent mega-hits, both Grammy winners, are Pretty Wings and Lake by the Ocean. But he has some great older music as well. Closing out the first night in the main theater was comedian A-Train. He was hilarious. We saw him on Great Stare Key the following morning, and I invited him to be on the podcast. I've had a couple of top carnival comedians on the podcast. Hopefully, I can get A-Train, who appears on other lines, uh, although mainly NCL right now. On the following day, there was only one performance, Gallant, scheduled at 10. And because of the Super Bowl was being shown on the Lido deck, as you know, it ran into overtime. We watched the game in the theater, and it seemed about half full of Kansas City fans and half full of the 49er fans. I think everyone loved Usher's performance. We both loved Grammy-nominating Gallant with his facetal voice and theatrical movements. He is somewhat similar to Maxwell and from the stage was very thankful of Maxwell inviting him. We first fell in love with Gallant's sounds and movements in an intimate performance in New Orleans as a part of the Essence Music Festival prior to the pandemic. Paul says the signature song and the one he closed the performance with is Weight in Gold. After that, we went to another hilarious performance by A-Train. Grammy-winning R&B songstress Lettucey opened up Monday's performances. Her band was very tight and she and her band seemed to be prepping for the national tour that as he indicated they were about to embark on. Sure enough, when we got home, I learned she will be coming here to Charlotte in a few weeks. Let us see has a deep catalog of music going back to 2008. 
If you want to get a taste of her music, my favorite album and song is called Pieces of Me. Up next was one of our favorites, Robert Glasper, who started as a straight-ahead jazz pianist, part of a trio, but in the last decade or so, started collaborating with a number of rappers, hip-hop stars, and R&B crooners. And during that time, won five Grammys. It's funny, one of those collaborations that he had was with Erica Baidu, who many of you know has a, a distinctive voice. We got to Robert's performance a few minutes late, and before we could see the stage, thought we heard Erica. Turns out he had a DJ, and it was sound effects. Robert and his band was great, especially a blistering version of Herbie Hancock's Butterfly. He was the one artist who we wish could have had a longer set, despite how cold it was out there. If you want to sample Robert Glasper, check out any of his Black Radio series. The night ended with another Maxwell performance. We did not stay for this one. Too cold. Well, Leela James opened up with a high-energy set, just as she was when we saw her in the Essence Festival Super Lounges a few years ago. Also petite, but with a powerful voice, she reminds us of soul music from days gone by. Her signature song remains the title track, her debut album, almost 20 years ago. A Change Is Gonna Come the Sam Cooke song. Closing the show was Music Soul Child, multi-Grammy nominated Philly crooner, who we are familiar with from our time up north when he was breaking out. To sample his music, Paul suggests Just Friends as his signature song. He was backed up by two women who were also dancers. And although he is mainly a balladeer, he and his dancers brought the right energy to close the show. Well, that's the first Maxwell Irvin Hang Sweet Cruise. Too short at four days and too windy. Now, I know they can't control the weather, but I hope next year, if there is a next year, they use the theater. If it is seven days, we will likely be there. Although I hope it is not at the same time as it will conflict with our next theme cruise, Star Vista Live's Soul Train Cruise 2025. Sound interesting? Well, don't miss next week's show where we welcome the CEO of Star Vista Live theme cruises, Mike Jason. Thanks for listening. And as they say, we'll see you on the ocean. The Jorb Cruising and Cruising Interrupted each $16.99 plus shipping and new release, The Joy of Cruising Again for $18.99 can be ordered at the link on thejoyofcruisingpodcast.com. For each of the three books, use the discount code Joy of Cruising Podcast and get $4 off. The Joy of Cruising books are also available at Amazon. Order the ebook at Amazon or your favorite online retailer. Stay in touch by joining the Joy of Cruising Podcast Facebook group or following the Joy of Cruising Podcast on Instagram. We're constantly adding new shows. Please leave a review and tell a friend about us. We hope you enjoyed this brief escape to the ocean. See you next week.